Hello, and welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Christine Daynard, and the goal of this podcast is to encourage you to live your best and most authentic life by digging deeper and finding connection through vulnerability. I believe we have been taught that vulnerability is a weakness, when in fact, it is our superpower. In this space, I will share personal stories and conversations with others so you can be empowered by their strength and inspired to take action in your own life. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. So just before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to give you a little potential trigger warning for this particular conversation. Now, likely the name and description of this episode has indicated to you what may happen in this conversation. But I just wanted to let you know that this is a heart led space and conversation. And as Christine shares some of her experience, but more or less is talking about like how to identify with domestic violence, how to know that you're in it and what happens in it. And we sort of discuss around it. Um, And just more or less to help you see yourself, number one. Number two, to help you know that you're not alone. And if you're experiencing any of the things in this conversation, to reach out for support and help. And we know from experience that it's not easy. And we want you to know that we're here for you in this conversation. The other little thing I want to mention is As you know, in recording these episodes, I from time to time have had some tech issues (laughs) recording and getting proper sound control, which I'm always still working on. And this episode, in fact, interestingly enough, my microphone must not have been working properly and I'm much quieter in this episode, which is actually kind of really neat because it really elevates the voice of Christine in this space. And so you may need to lean in a little while I'm speaking because it's really quiet, which is not typical of me. And, um, and it really highlights what Christine has to say, which I actually feel is the way that it was just meant to be. So I'm going to share it in its imperfection. And I hope that you get out of it what you came for. So here we go. So excited to be in the kitchen again. And I'm so excited to be with this guest because I just love the internet because you meet some really amazing people and you connect and make some really cool connections. And recently our guest, Christine, has also joined my joy community and which if you haven't heard yet, the joy project, I know you've heard about it because I talk about it all the time in here. Um, but she's also joined there and we've just connected in this way and we were having a conversation one day and I was like, you know, I feel it would be really awesome for you to come and chat with me and, you know, share parts of yourself with the world if you're comfortable doing so. And Christine is also learning to lean into her voice and say it out loud. And so I figure, or we figure that this is a really great space to do it. So Christine, I'm so glad to have you here. I'm so happy to have you in my sunshine studio in the kitchen here. Um, Thank you so much for being here. Would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about you and why you chose to come and chat with me today? Absolutely. First off, I'm happy to be in the kitchen. (laughs) Honestly, this is a wonderful setting. It's beautiful. It's amazing. You guys got to come to her kitchen. It's great. (laughs) So um, my name's Christine and I um, am leaning into myself more and I started to lean into myself more when I realized I needed to help other women. And what I do is I help other women who have gone through domestic violence, intimate partner violence, trauma, and help them regain their confidence, lean into themselves, and trust their inner knowing, and 
take that confidence and push it out into the world mm. and grow and help other women grow and build that village. I want to see a huge village of women doing that, honestly. But that's, that's who I am. Mm. I love that you have taken something that has been painful for you and trauma for you and you've turned it into something that allows you to take that pain and turn it into something positive by not only healing yourself through the process and coming so far in your own personal healing realizing that you know whatever and and whoever was able to help support you along the way is kind of like that's how you can support other people too right yes and that we're all in this together you know i think we have this idea that we have to do it all alone, right? As women, especially, we feel like we can't ask for help. Somehow, we're not strong enough if we ask for help. It's, it's a sign of weakness when, in reality, it's really what we were designed to do as humans. That's right. <laughs> right? That's right. No, absolutely right. And it's, it's one of those things that we were taught that you just put up and shut up. And you don't ask for help and you don't waver and you don't like it's, it's the pretty little white house with the picket fence. It's this, it's that, it's everything else. And that's the other piece of it. People don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Women themselves sometimes don't want to talk about it. They know they've experienced it. They watch other women go through it. They secretly may reach out and help, but no one really, not a lot of people, not a lot of women stand up and go, this happened to me. Mm-hmm. Has it happened to you? Mm-hmm. And if it did, this is what, these are the steps I took. This is the road I took. And I would love to walk your path with you and hold that lantern and help you see the next step, Mm. whatever that, whatever that is for you. So for me, it was all about, I knew one day I was going to do this. I knew one day I was going to, I was going to help other women. I knew one day I needed that community. And I just, at the time I wasn't quite sure how I, how I was going to get my voice out there. And how um, a lot of it got started was just repeating things over and over and over and over again. Because healing isn't linear. We all know that. Healing is messy. It's ugly. It's gross. And you can take four steps forward and you could take 10 steps back. And then you can come four steps up again and you could almost see where you were before, but then you actually go left. You don't go straight. And then sometimes you go right. So we all have our own little roadmap that we take. But for me, it was, okay, how are you going to help yourself and your children through this phase? How are you going to pull yourself through it? And it was a lot of education. And education is a big piece because even as women go through it, they can't always put their thumb on it. They're like, something's wrong. This doesn't feel right because domestic violence is not about getting hit. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a huge misconception. It's not about getting smacked in the face. It's not about getting, you know, all the TV and movie stuff you see, right? It's not that it's insidious. Sometimes it's like a drop, a tipping, a, a dripping tap, right? It happens a little bit at a time. So they love bomb you in the beginning. You get, oh my goodness. They get your trust. They get you to buy in. So you're all in. And then a switch goes off and you're like, whoa. And then they do little things. And then these little things, you start to see them and you're like, wait a minute, did I just see that? Did that just happen? And then you start to question your own reality. And that's when it comes into the like, wait, wait a minute, is there something wrong with me? Am I crazy? What's going on? And then that whole tearing of the inner fabric of your soul, if I could describe it that way, 
is what happens to you. Yes. Stitch, one stitch at a time. Until mm -hmm. eventually it lets go. And then you, you start to wake up. And that's when the education starts. You start to wake up. You're like, wait a minute. No. And a lot of women, when they get to that point, that is when they are at their most strongest point in their journey of getting out. So they get there, they go. Their hardest part of their journey is the minute they walk out the door. Mm -hmm. That's when the work comes in. And can I just, um, can we just take a pause here for a second in that, like I'm sitting here as you're describing what you're describing and I'm nodding my head because I've been there too, you know, me too. And um, it's something that I think a lot of us as women, we feel a lot of shame about because we feel like, I know for me, I felt like, how did I fall for this? How was I so stupid? How did I not see this coming? And then of course, people on the outside would, would judge it. Oh, but he's such a nice guy. We oh, always have yeah. so much fun with him. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I always see him doing all these things for you. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't see him behind closed doors. You know, he's doing those things publicly to make himself look good. It's all about making himself look good. And behind closed doors, it's a completely different story. And like, I don't know about you, but like, I remember um, just in being in that phase of doubt, like you get so psychologically fucked for a lack of a better way to say it. Absolutely. That you walk into this relationship and I would say that we're already, um, I don't want to use the word broken, but we're already really vulnerable mm -hmm. because we've already experienced things that are traumatic in our lives, but we've probably never identified them. That's right. right. That's right. We don't know how to, we don't know what to call it. Right. And we don't realize that. So, and in society, in the world that we're in, it's like, everything is about partner up, partner up, partner up. You must have a partner. It's like societal norm to have a partner and be married. So it's like, you think it's this thing you're supposed to do. And you don't really know, likely, I'm going to guess that a good 75% of the population, if not more, and that's a guesstimate, that's a guesstimate, that's not an actual fact, <laughs> but, but I would not be surprised if 75% or more of the population don't actually understand what true love is and what it looks like to be in a healthy and good relationship because we aren't taught it often in our own homes, in our own families. That's right. That's and right. in society as a whole, right? That's right. So it's like, I, I wanted to kind of just say that because... You know, for anyone listening, and I'm going to put a trigger warning in advance of this episode because anyone listening is probably going to identify themselves in parts and bits of what we're going to talk about today. Right. And I just, I just want to say there is no shame in finding yourself in a place where you've been taken, you've become a victim, you've been taken advantage of. Someone used your vulnerability against you. Someone used your your honest, good heart, and took advantage of that. And it is no fault of anyone's. No, it, it isn't. Happens. It isn't. And I think that's a huge piece is it's not your fault. Yeah. It is not your fault. And I'm going to say it and I will say it loud. It is not your fault. You went into this with an open heart. You went into this with a whole heart. Mm -hmm. You fell in love with someone who you, who you thought was that person. Right. But they weren't. And it's not because you weren't good enough. It's not because you couldn't see the signs because they didn't give them to you. They showed you what they wanted to show you. And they were so attracted to you, to your person, to who you are because of that, mm -hmm. because you, you live wholeheartedly, you love wholeheartedly, you put your all in, you're attractive to them. You possess the qualities they don't necessarily have and they want. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a, 
I don't want to use the term vampire, but it's kind of like an emotional vampire. Yeah, I would say that's a great way to describe it. Yeah. So, I mean, and so you start to think, okay, it's me, but it's not you, and it never was you. And it's so important that I think women, I work with women, um, that they understand that it's not their fault. That's the big piece. Taking the guilt off. Mm. Removing that cloak. Nope, going to drop that one. That's one layer. But then the other, the other piece is, is understanding what it truly was. So that's the education, right? For me, my big aha moment was when I read Lundy, um, Lundy Bancroft's book, and it was called, Why Does He Do That? Hmm. Inside the Minds of Controlling Men. I read it cover to cover seven times. Wow. Seven times. And I went, and I think I cried at different point, points every time. Because when you go back and you read something again, you go, wow. So for me, it was, that was my, the crack. It's like, okay, I've cracked the shell. Now I, I can see what, I can use the words. I didn't have the vocabulary, honestly. I'm a smart woman. I'm an educated woman. I can, I can speak wonderful, beautiful sentences, but for the life of me, I could not describe in words what I was going through. Mm-hmm. And to read that book, it was like someone could speak for me. Someone could say what I was feeling in my heart. Mm-hmm. So that was the, the big piece, saying I am a domestic violence survivor, mm-hmm. admitting it. This happened to me. This was real. This happened to me. It's not in your head. It's not. It's not pretend. Uh-uh. You're not making shit up. No. Like, I don't know how many times I have talked to people, um, like, much later, and they're like, yeah, but was he really that bad? Or do you really think that he was kind of narcissistic? And I'm like, oh, I know he was a narcissist. <laughs> well, this is it. And, you know, and I'm also careful with the term narcissist, right? Fair enough. Because it, like, it's yes, always, it's thrown, yeah, but all right. of it. But right. All of it. All it's, of the control. Yeah. Because ultimately, you know, and the, the real truth is, like, because I, I like to look at things in a, in a kind of a big picture, and I try to see... You know, okay, I experienced this in in a relationship, probably actually in multiple relationships. It just didn't. Sure, we all did. Yeah, it was like that final domino. Mm -hmm. It was like, holy shit! Once I finally realized what was going on, I realized that yes, it wasn't about me; it was about them. But then I also realized a big piece of my healing was in healing myself. Is is like leaning into believing that I am worth more. Mm-hmm. And I can decide what I want and I have a voice and I can lean on other people that I trust, you know, which took a long time. Right. I know. I know. <laughs> right. It does. It yeah. does. But it's like, I, I also look at, you know, this isn't excusing anyone's behavior in any kind of domestic abuse or any abuse of any kind, but that abuse comes from someone else's experience. Right. So you hear the phrase like hurt people, hurt people. Right. But also healed people, heal people. True. And um, there, there is a time and place, I think, for everyone who is either the, the hurter or the healer to find their place and find what's next for them. So hopefully those people that hurt will eventually find something. That well, that's, will, that's the goal. Right? That's the hope anyway. That's, that is. That's but the, the goal. But at the end of the day, we can't, we can't change them. No. We can only work on us. That's right. Right? That's right. And, and I found, uh, I've spoke with many women where trying to control it all is another piece of, of a trauma response. Mm. Trying to control it all, trying to keep it all together, trying to keep up the facade. And that control 
mechanism becomes a coping mechanism afterwards. Okay, I got to keep it all together. Okay, I got to do it all myself. I got to do it all myself. I can't, no, no one can help me. I'm misindependent, you know, blah, 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 all down the line. Okay, that's not good either because that's too far the other end, but it happens. So there's that two steps forward, four steps back. It's the same thing. You, you, you find another layer of, or another dimension of how this has rocked you to your core and how you need to build well, because you build yourself up yeah, again. And you really go from being so vulnerable and then, and then experiencing what you experience, which is mind bending, right? You don't even know how you got there, right? right. It's like it happens so fast. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you're this different person. You don't even recognize that person anymore. And then you go into self-protection mode, which is where that controlling, shutting people out, like living in that box right. because it's the only place that's safe. Here, here you opened yourself up to this person. That's right. Who you were supposed to be able to trust. That's right. right. And when they broke that trust and you realized that you, you were completely like, I, I, I don't even recognize the person I was when I got out of that relationship or those, certainly the last one, the last domino fall was, yeah. was like, I don't even know who that girl is anymore. I don't know how she got there. Right. But now that I've come so far away from it, and I'm sure that you can say maybe something similar. I don't, I won't speak for you is like, now I look back and I go, wow, like, I also had a lot to learn for myself and what to look for. Right. Because we aren't taught. No. How to find good people. Nobody, exactly. Nobody and, talks about it. And we aren't taught like to lean into our instincts. To, no. Like, when there's that little like, hmm, well, that's interesting. What was that? Oh, I'm sure it's nothing. Or maybe I can change him. Or maybe like there's all these little. Well, your intuition is, 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 is so frazzled at that point because they've got you believing it's you. It's your fault. It's you're the problem. Right. So you don't you don't trust yourself anymore, and that's the work I I do is trusting yourself mm. and learning how to to re to listen to you, listen to that intuition, tune into it, sit with it, even coddle it for a while. You know, just love love on it for a while, and just really start to feel. But you know, something you talked about, you mentioned earlier was. I don't even recognize that lady, but you better love that woman. Oh yeah. Like to the ends of the earth because that woman got you here. Yeah. So I love all the previous versions of me. Some of them are not the best. Some of them I'm not proud of, but I love them all because they are part of who I am today. Mm. That's really beautiful. And actually I would love for the people even listening to like, listen to that and really embody that because I think we all sort of expect that we're going to know what the outcome is always going to be or like where we're going to land. And then we're always really surprised when it doesn't happen how we expect. Like shocker, because most of life doesn't happen the way we expect. No, it's messy. But that, you know, that it's okay that you've been through shitty times. It's okay if you've sometimes been a shitty human. (laughs) Right. You know, no, no. we've all gone through parts and that's part of our personal growth as a human being. That's right. Right. And like, I love how you said that, you know, I hope that you love that version of yourself because she got you here. That's right. And everything is a stepping stone. It's like, we can't go backwards. We can only move forwards. We can thank her for being the one who went. Honor her, honor her. And and something something is wrong here. And you recognized it, right? It's like, you knew something happened. You knew it wasn't you. Mm -hmm. Something guided you. Yeah. And then you made your next step and your next step. And it's all one step at a time. And I think... I think I kind of want to take us there for a second because I'll bet that there are women listening to this who, you know, when you first, when we first started talking, you mentioned, you know, when you get that 
um, inertia to leave, which I remember that it was like a high. It was like, I'm doing this. I got this. Like, woo! Like you, yeah. almost, you don't stop. No. For like the longest time, you don't <clears throat> stop. You're just like on fire. You know that you're doing the right thing. You, everything in you is lit up. That's right. On fire. And then all of a sudden (laughs) that fire burns out. You're like, shit, now I actually have to do this thing called life on my own. Now what? Right. So what I would love for us to maybe um, just talk about a little bit is, you know, going, going through that part, like, cause that's the hardest part. It is. Getting up the courage to leave is one thing in itself, but being on the other side and not really knowing what to do next, like talk to me about how you felt in that space and what happened with you in that space. Hey, I'm just going to interrupt this episode right here for a second because I want to invite you to join me in the Joy Project community. It's a place where me and a sisterhood of women are building meaningful connections with each other, where we don't feel the need to hold back or put on our best face. We just show up as we are. It's a place to be encouraged to say the things out loud, to build your confidence, to learn about yourself and learn how to lean into your authenticity. It might be time for you to consider joining us. If you're feeling the pull for deeper connections, you want to have more honest conversations and find a place you belong simply by being you. We meet online every week and we host an in-person social once every few months within the Waterloo region. So if you're feeling the pull to be a part of a group of women who are leaning in to focus on the good, to see life with a half cup full perspective and lifting each other up, this just might be what you've been looking for. Learn more and join us by visiting itsmechristinedca slash community. I really can't wait to see you in there. Well get a good counselor honestly get a good counselor and like anything it's it's sometimes you have to go to a few before you feel a connection and you do need to be comfortable with who you're working with Mm. um so i was so so lucky that um the counselor who i started working with i still work with Mm, to this day and she's incredible so that's the big thing reach out for help so it's funny, funny how you say this. The vulnerability is what got you where you needed to be. And then you started to shut that vulnerability down. It's the vulnerability you need to open back up again mm. to heal. Mm. So you need to open that back up. You need to trust and open it back up. So for me, it was getting a good support system. Get your support system in place. Reach out. Reach out to people. Reach out to people you trust. And sometimes it's only one or two people, and that's okay. And a lot of it is getting on that path. The other piece, which I found really helpful, is somatic therapy. Mm. So I think of a lot of people have heard of the book, The Body Remembers. Mm-hmm. I believe I may not be quoting the right, the right title, but it's true. Trauma will sit. It sits in your body. And sometimes, I know you do this in the Joy Project, you have to you know, just shake it out. Just move, move your body. So I worked with a somatic coach, which was amazing. It helped me move the pieces in me because I had a lot of anger. I had a lot of anger. And it was, how dare you do that, do that to me? How dare, how dare I let this happen, right? There comes that self-doubt again. So I had to move through some anger. And so I did do that. And the somatic therapy was amazing. So it's 
for me, how I felt was just learning how to feel the emotion, recognize the emotion, as painful as it is, sit with it, cry it out. Don't be afraid to cry. Don't be afraid to cry in front of your children. Don't be afraid to cry in front of other people. Mm. It's okay. And then breathe. Breathe. Be okay with the quiet. Honestly, mm. that took a long time, <laughs> but it's, it's the practice. Mm-hmm. It's a practice. Getting yourself into a practice. And because it's not over, and just because you're out, if you do happen to um, have children or share children, there's a whole other aspect. There's the whole post-separation stuff. There's all these other things. So you need to build that support system around you. You need to have everything you can in order to keep, um, keep your own peace. Because your calm will be everyone else's calm. And if you, it's, in, it's, it's, to me, it was more like leading by example because I felt if I was calm, my children could be calm. If they saw me crying, they could see me crying, and then they could also see me recover. They could see what I did to cope. They could see what I'm doing to grow. And there's that whole leading by example. And I think it's taking the, the, the bull by the horns with that one and owning who you are. Well, and I think too, like there's so much of how society has built expectations for us and these like rules that we never really talk about. Like don't cry in public. You should be shamed or shameful if you cry in public. No emotion. No emotion. Can't have it. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but I actually now fully believe in all of the emotions. Like I've literally, I was telling someone the other day, I remember, especially during the pandemic when the world was shit. <laughs> yeah. And the, all the things were going all, were all over the place. And yeah. anyways, I remember just being in the grocery store in an aisle and all of a sudden just, I don't know if it was something that somebody said in passing or what it was just overheard something, or maybe it was even a commercial on the radio, but I just started to tear up. And I, my, my head was like, oh, don't cry. You're in a public place. But then I was like, no, 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 no. We're releasing these tears. Yeah. Because for so long, I didn't release any tears. Right. And it's like, right. it's a natural process. It, it's another way to get the energy out of your body. It's like, it is. when you cry it out, scream it out, talk it out, yell it out, you know, shake it out. Like we're able to move that energy out of our body. That's right. And if we think that we're not made of energy, we are mistaken, right? Like we are energetic beings. No, we are. Absolutely right? we are. Absolutely we are. So, so we have to move to, it. Right, to be able to move it. But I love that, you know, you're able to, or, or have been able to sort of intuitively, I would say, show up not only for yourself but for your kids in that way and show them that it's okay to cry and this is part of healing and it's not to be shamed it's it should be celebrated because it means that we're growing it means that we're we're taking something that was hurtful and harmful and and not good and we're we're working through it and we're finding our way on the other side to healing and living a life that we want to live and choosing what that's going to be Right? That's right. That's right. It is. And it's a confidence. Like, it, to me, it's, it's a rebuilding your confidence because you, you feel so low. You feel like you've lost your fire. It may be in there. It might be, you know, when you, when you first blow a candle out and it's still smoking 
and it's got a little bit of a glow. So these kind of things help fan that, right? They help fan that. They help start to, because you really are lighting up from the inside out. It's, it's really, it's got nothing to do with what's going on around you. It's everything to do with inside of you. Mm -hmm. So first thing I had to, the other thing I did, I had to re-understand what my values were. What are your values? What's important to you, Christine? Mm. What is important to you? Because I forgot. I forgot. Because I was in such survival mode all the time, fight or flight. I forgot what made me happy, mm. what brought me joy. So what are my values? So I went through an exercise with my somatic coach. What are your values, Christine? Pick them out. I literally had to print off these little sheets because it was during the, you know, anyway, print off these <laughs> little sheets and I had to cut out these little squares and there are all these emotions, like 52, like 52 different values or something. I forget how many there. There was a ridiculous amount, but it was an interesting exercise. I think it was part of the movement was cutting these things. So cut them out. I lay them out on the table and I just look at them and I pick them up and I just kind of looked at the word and I, how does my gut feel when I touch this word? And that was my first round. How am I going to, you know, deduce that's even a word. I think it is. <laughs> um, what, 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 uh, what are my values? Once I was able to determine what my top six values were, I was then able to align everything else in my life to that. So if I felt resentment, it was because I wasn't aligned with one of my values. And that's how I know today. So all of these pieces, confidence building, being, um, you know, checking in with your values, checking in with yourself, sitting with your emotions, all of these things brings you to the all and mighty self-awareness. Because if you are self-aware, you will always get yourself back on track, mm. no matter what. So gaining that self-awareness starts from trusting you again. And so I am so freaking self-aware. Like I am the, I'm an expert at being self-aware. I'm not always the best expert sometimes of taking my self-awareness and then applying it. But I'm a million times better than I was then. Mm. And I know I can, and I have helped other women up to the point that they're at. Yeah. Because I'm a little bit farther down the line. Yeah. Well, and I think that, I think that brings up a really valuable point in not only healing from domestic violence, but healing from anything. Anything. Life, Trauma. That's right. Is that, um, you know, none of us are ever fully there. Like this infamous there. Once I get there, I'll be okay. Once I, right, like typically we associate that to like, once I have the house, I'll be okay. Once yep. I get the job, I'll be okay. Once I have the partner, I'll be okay. Once I have kids, everything will be great. Like, No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 it's not anything from outside of us. It is everything from within us. Mm -hmm. But this is not what we're taught from a very young age being in the world today, right? No. Or yesterday, all the time, is that we're not taught to lean into who are we and where do we want to land, right? That's right. And, um, and that we will constantly, although it might sound like an exhaustive process, and sometimes it is, where you'll always be working on yourself in some way, right? Yes, but don't get to the point where you always think you need to work on yourself because right. there's a little bit of toxic positivity in that, oh, right? 100%. So don't always think you always need to be worked on. Yeah. Well, there's, there, it's just like, it's seasons. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. There's always seasons. Yeah. And, um, you know, but what I, the reason I, part of the reason I say that is, you know, I think that there was, there was a, I remember when I very first started going to counseling and 
I was working with this woman and I remember her saying to me, don't worry, we're going to help you figure out what to do next. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, awesome. She's going to tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was my initial, right. that's where I was at at that time. We're going, we're taking the clock fairly far back. Yeah. That's how I felt in that moment. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was in about five or six sessions where I was like, oh, okay. She's actually not giving me any answers. No. She's asking me to find the answers within myself. That's right. And um, and that's what we haven't been encouraged to do generally, I would say, as women, as people, as humans, is to go, you know, why am I? Why am I feeling this way? How, how can I heal from the inside? It's not something we're taught, but once we get on that on that train, we can all help each other. And what I think is so beautiful is that yeah, you can help women who are getting out of that space. That's right. And who, who you can support in moving forward from where they are today. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else who's maybe further down the line in that process, then you can help pull you along and show you what's possible next, right? That's Same right. Same thing with me as a coach. It's like I can help bring people to where I've been able to bring myself and help inspire others, but I also need a coach, right, to help me yeah. aspire to the next level. Yeah. You know, but but we're not, again, we're not, um, that's not something that's like common practice. People don't think that way. We don't generally think, well, I'm, I'm going to get some help from someone to help pull me along. We There's still this, what's the word? Um, Stigma? Um, yes, around, well, first, of course, mental illness, but mm. or mental well, wellness or mental right. health. Right, yeah. But like asking for the help. Yeah. And like once you start asking for the help, once you start leaning into the help, oh my God, you're like, what did I do without the helpers? I like, know, I know. How ever live yeah. without helpers? It like, takes a village. <laughs> but for some reason, we've forgotten who the fuck the village is. It's so true. We need to bring the village back. And you got to also remember, people will only meet you where you are. Mm. And I want people to meet me. Like, for me to grow and change, I need that person to meet me where I am. Right. So always meet people where they are. Yes. Don't meet them where you think they should be. There's no timeline on healing. And if anybody says there is, they're full of shit. I would say, no, I'm not talking to you. Turn it back around the room and run. Because there is no timeline on healing. No. But no often, timeline. often I find, because I, I even remember outside of domestic abuse, but it's like, I even remember a friend telling me, oh, Christine, you just need to get over it already. And it's like, again, that's sort of where some of the shame comes from. That's oh, right. I should be over this already. And I love how you said that because there isn't. No. There is no timeline on our healing. And it frustrates people around us sometimes. Yes, of course. Because when you're in it, like we always talk about the muck in the joint yeah. community. Oh, it's yeah. Like, it's like when you're in the muck of like trying to sort through where you're at, how to get to that next space, like you're, you're, you're just want to move quickly into the next space, yeah. but you can't because no. you're in the middle of like, you're in the middle of the muck. That's community. right. That's right. So for me, what I want to do in this life is I'm in the muck with you. I will hold your hand. I will walk with you. I will ask you the right questions. I will have conversations with you where you can use those conversations to explore your inner workings and come out understanding who you are and mm. where you want to be. Mm. That's, that's ultimately, that's kind of the essence of where, where I am. So now if you were talking to the Christine who was in that place and had just left and didn't yet realize that she had resources available to her, didn't really know what those next steps were, what would you go back and say to her? First thing I would say to her is, I am so proud of you. Mm. I am so proud of you for choosing you. And I want you to know that what happened to you was real and that it, it, it's, 
it's hard. <laughs> I, I choke up at it. I really do. I choke up. It is, I love you. What happened to you happened to you. You're not crazy and it's not your fault. And we're going to get there. We're going to get there. That's what I would say to me then. I love you because I didn't love myself at that point. I didn't because I felt it was all my fault. And what right did I have to end or leave? And for some people, break up the family, you know, here you go. And there's a lot of stigma around the D word, divorce, and what that means. And it's not a failure. It is a beautiful surrender and a beautiful letting go. It's not giving up because giving up is negative. It's letting go. It's letting go of who and what and embracing where and how I'm going to move forward in my life. Christine, I want to thank you for coming and chatting with me today and sharing parts of your story and how you help others. And for anybody who's listening who would like to follow along, learn more from you, maybe connect with you in some way, where would they find you? How can they do that? Okay. Well, I am out on Instagram, uh, purplepetals underscore coaching. <laughs> That's my handle. And I'm there mostly on Instagram. I do have uh, my website, which is purplepetals.ca. And um, come and find me. Come follow me. Come come along and uh, put on put on some comments. Let me know how you're doing. Love that. Thank you again for being here. It's been an absolute honor to sit and chat with you today. Thank you so much. And if you're listening to this episode or have just finished and you're kind of feeling all the feels, you either know somebody who's here or you're here yourself. I want you to listen to Christine's words when she was talking to the older version of herself, the or the previous version of herself. Like, we love you. You love you. There's more for you. And you're going to get through it. You're going to find your way. You it's will. not going to be easy, but you will. And on the other side of the pain, there is beauty, there's beauty in, in that recovery. There's beauty in healing. And there's something in it for you in your future self. So, yes. We just want to send you all the love and want to thank you for listening and I hope you have a great day. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'd like to invite you to hit the follow button on this podcast so you'll be notified when the next one drops. And if you liked this episode, please leave a review as it will help others to find this message. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at It's Me Christine D. Or if you'd like to connect about being a guest on the show, ask me about group or one-on-one -on -one joy and mindset coaching, learn more about the Joy Project community, or consider hiring me for your next speaking engagement, please visit It's Me Christine D.ca. Thank you again, and I'll see you next time.